Good morning, everybody. Eric Lofholm here. Thank you for joining me here this morning. We're going to be getting started here in just a little bit. Let's see here. There we go. There we go. Good, good, good. All right. Got a great group today. Looks like we're going to break 20 attendees. Super duper. Let me bring our friends in over on Facebook and YouTube and LinkedIn. <clears throat> Good morning, everybody. Eric Lofholm here. Thrilled to be with you here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. Thank you for joining me here this morning. If you're right-handed, take your right hand. If you're left-handed, take your left hand. Pat yourself on the back. Tell yourself, great job for being here this morning. And the reason I like to start off calls often with patting ourselves on the back is it's a way of you being your number one cheerleader instead of being your harshest critic. And uh, type into the chat or get out a pen and write it down or type it on your computer. Today is a great day. Today is a great day. We are continuing on with our deep dive into these two books, Think and Go Rich and The Law of Success. Look at how thick this book is. I think, let me see how many pages. This is Napoleon Hill's first major book that he wrote. And it's over 700 pages for that book. And uh, today's a really, really amazing lesson. And let me get my um, my notes. You won't see them, but I have them in front of me. This is principle number three, applied faith. And this is absolutely a breakthrough idea. What I'm going to teach you today, you could be one human being in this moment and by the end of this lesson, you literally could be a different human being for what I'm going to teach you from Hill's work today. Let me read to you from Napoleon Hill. Faith is a state of mind which may develop by conditioning your mind to receive infinite intelligence. Applied faith is the adaptation of the power received from infinite intelligence to a definite major purpose. Both poverty and riches are the offspring of thought. When faith is added to thought, the subconscious mind instantly picks up the vibration, translates it into its spiritual equivalent, and transmits it to infinite intelligence. Faith is the only agency through which cosmic force of infinite intelligence can be harnessed and used. You can do it if you believe you can. So let me give you my interpretation of, of what Hill is teaching us. And I'm going to give you some real world examples of how I've applied this in my life. Now, as I'm sharing the examples about me, don't listen about me. Listen about, okay, how does Eric's story, how does that story apply to my life? Look for the breakthrough. 
So applied faith combined with your definiteness of purpose, all right? So let's say you're a real estate agent. Now, most of you are probably not real estate agents, so put in whatever you do for a living. I'm a sales trainer, okay? So let's say you're a real estate agent and you wanna do 24 transactions a year or two a month. What you could do is you could tell yourself over and over and over and over and over again, I will do 24 transactions in 2024. I will do two transactions this month. I do two transactions a month. I will do 24 transactions a year. I'm a 24 transaction per year real estate agent. And you can just say it in a variety of ways, the same idea. Or you can just repeat the same sentence over and over and over again. By doing this, you'll install this belief in your mind. Then you operate as if this is going to happen. No one can convince you otherwise. Your belief becomes solidified in your unconscious mind. You see, as a real estate agent, you could come from a position that you're going to do 24 transactions this year or remove real estate, put in whatever it is that you do. Maybe you're in network marketing and you want to get a certain number of recruits or a certain amount of points per month, or maybe you're in financial services. I have a client right now, when I started working with him, he had solidified in his mind that he was a $20 million per year producer in terms of production and financial services, except that it hadn't quite solidified. So some days he would be the $20 million guy and other days he would be the guy that doubts he's the $20 million guy. And he would kind of go back and forth between the two thoughts. I'm the $20 million guy. Nope, sometimes I don't know if I can be the $20 million guy. And now, through the work that we did, he now believes he's the $100 million guy. And I've taught him to stick with that thought. So instead of going, today I'm the $100 million guy, and then tomorrow, I don't know if I'm really that. Maybe I'm still the $20 million guy. No, I am the $100 million guy. This is who I am. This is the position that I'm coming from. And he can apply applied faith. This is what I did at age 28 when I launched my sales training company, the company that I'm with right now as I'm speaking to you. I began to affirm at age 28 while working in a spare bedroom in my condo. And essentially nobody had heard of me. I began to affirm I'm the top sales trainer of my generation. And I took applied faith and I told myself, I'm the top sales trainer of my generation. I'm the Zig Ziglar of my generation. I've told myself that literally thousands of times, that same thought over and over and over and over and over again, to the point where you could not convince me otherwise. If you said, Eric, you just started your company, this back in, in uh, 1999 when I was 28, you just started your company. What are you going to do? I'm going to build an international training company. And then you say, well, Eric, most companies fail. I mean, what makes you so certain? I had convinced myself that that was what I was going to do. Fear and faith can't coexist. This is a fascinating thought. Fear and faith can't coexist. You can't think a negative thought and a positive thought at the same time. Light and darkness can't exist at the same moment. So if I turn off all the lights in my room right now and I shut the blinds, the room would go black and you wouldn't be able to see me anymore. 
So now imagine the room's black and I go turn on the light. What happened to the darkness? It disappeared. That's your mind. All right. When your mind slips into negative thinking using that, because it's easy to, it's easy to understand if you're in a dark room and you turn on a light, it's now light and it's no longer dark. We all get that. But if you can then translate that into your mind, <clears throat> so if you're going into a dark place in your mind, if you're going into negative thinking, if you're going into fear or doubt, and by the way, that's called being a human being. I was talking to a brilliant, brilliant human being recently. This person is so skilled, they could easily lead this call. Easily. They're a brilliant trainer amongst the best trainers on the planet. And they shared with me, they go, I know I'm in fear thinking. One of the, the top trainers on the planet, <clears throat> Eric, I know I'm in fear thinking. And I said, that that's called being a human being. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. And we can just go turn on the light. And we have the ability to shift our thinking on what we want to create. In other words, the real estate agent who starts going into doubt, well, the economy and the interest rates and the um, the inventory and the this and the that, and they're putting their thinking on that, which puts them in maybe a fear space. They could replace that and just say, no, I'm going to focus on I'm producing two transactions in the next 24 months <clears throat> or the next 12 months, rather, 24 deals in the next 12 months. And they could literally lock in their thinking on producing that result. In a sales context, you can apply the principle by going into a presentation expecting to make a sale. So let's say I'm going into a sales presentation today and I'm thinking these thoughts that the person's probably not going to be interested. They're probably going to tell me I need to think about it. They're probably going to tell me they don't have the money. So I'm getting ready to go present to Bob Jones, my product or service, and I have these thoughts in my mind. They're probably not going to buy from me. All right. And then I'm getting ready to go present and I shift my thinking. I turn on the light, like turning on the light in a dark room and the light comes on. I say, no, I'm going to come from a position that Bob Jones is going to buy. And I'm going to put all my thinking on Bob Jones is going to buy. Now, that doesn't mean Bob Jones is going to buy. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But here's the idea. If you walk into a sales presentation expecting them to say they don't have the money or the timing isn't right or I'm not interested, or you walk into a sales presentation expecting the person they are going to buy from me. Here's the point. It creates differently. It's kind of an abstract idea. It creates differently. In other words, the results that show up in reality, they show up different. So here's one, if any of you are single and you're looking for your soulmate, all right? You have a thought in your mind right now about what you think is going to happen in your future in your love life. And I ended up in a situation when I was, well, let's see, what year was that? 2013, so I was 43 years old, and I was in the process of getting divorced. And I'd been married for over 20 years. 
And so I had to decide what was my thought going to be. And my thought was, I'm going to recreate my family. That was my thought. My thought was, I'm going to have my happily ever after. That was my thought. And then I went and created that. And now I'm remarried and I have my amazing wife. And some of you know about my wife through my Facebook posts and so forth. And we have a wonderful relationship. And I created that with my mind out of my expectation of what was going to happen. I want to give you one more example. And my dream job years ago was to work for motivational superstar, Tony Robbins, world famous Tony Robbins. I was 26 years old at the time. And I wanted to work for Tony. And so I thought, well, all I was living in San Diego at the time, which is where Tony's company is located. And I found the address and I went down there and I walked in the front door and they had a receptionist and the receptionist greeted me. May I help you? Yes, I'd like to apply for a job. And she goes, okay. She pulled out an application. She had one in the drawer there. She gave it to me. I filled it out. I turned it in. I don't know. A couple of days later, they called me up. Hey, we got your application. We'd like to interview you. Okay, great. Go in for the interview. I'm like, I got this. A couple of days after the interview, they call me up. They go, thanks, but no thanks. We, we don't want to hire you. So I had decided in my mind prior to interviewing that I'm going to work for Tony Robbins. So when they said thanks, but no thanks, I didn't even hear the no. I mean, I heard it like they told me we're not going to hire you, but it, that didn't phase me. Why? Because I had already decided what the outcome was. Kind of like a sales presentation, kind of like finding my future wife. I apply, I used applied faith. I'd already decided they're going to hire me. So I thought, okay, I went in the front door. Let me come in the side door. Let me come in the chimney or let me come in through the basement or let me come in through the side window. And I ended up using a different creative strategy. And I connected with a woman named Deb Hines, who used to be one of the executives there. And I called her up. And she asked me what I could do for her. You know, what can I do for you? I said, I'd like to apply for a job. And so she said, come in for an interview. And I went into the same building that I'd already interviewed in. And I interviewed with Deb and I got hired. That was all done with my mind. This is what Hill's teaching us is that our mind creates a certain way and it depends on what your thoughts are. So you, we all know, you think positive, right? You've all been told that. But why think positive? Well, because it creates different. That's the why. So Napoleon Hill himself did a video for us on applied faith. I just gave you my interpretation of his idea. You can learn Napoleon Hill's idea by going to, this is the website that all, all the my classes are on and all the Napoleon Hill bonus content. We're on day three, by the way. And if you're this is your first day, you can go catch the 15-minute recordings for day one and day two at this website, dailymotivationalcall.com. Dailymotivationalcall.com. You can find Napoleon Hill teaching applied faith and you can find the recordings. Please share this 23-module course with your friends and coworkers. I'm doing it for free. It's a thousand hour course that I'm giving away for free. 
My goal is to have a thousand people enjoy this course. So it would really mean a lot to me if you go post it on social media, if you brought up your next sales meeting, that would be awesome. So let's all go out today and use applied faith and let's have a great day. I look forward to connecting with you tomorrow with lesson number four. Thanks for joining me. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.